This is Erased. I'm Colette Bauer-Zinn. And this is Lisa Johnson. Two Black moms bonded by bluntness, tenacity, and an unwavering commitment to creating communities of support. Every Thursday, we're exploring where the intersections of education, race, and culture collide, dissecting interracial issues to help you navigate and thrive, despite being marginalized. Welcome to Erased. I am your co-host, Lisa Johnson, and I am here with the lovely and fabulous Colette Bowers Then, And we are so happy that you have decided to join us for another Thursday and informative conversation. We are switching things up today. We have no agenda for you today. We have no topic. We have no real thought, actually, about what this conversation is. No, no, I'm making a point. You get to be a fly on the wall. Oh, girl. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of references to flies. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. How you doing, Lisa? I, um, I don't really know if I'm coming or going right now. Right? The pace of life has, um, has returned to those pre-COVID times. And I am trying to figure out how that happened, when that happened, why that happened, because I really liked... The slower pace of life. The world has a lot going on. We've got debates going. We've got the president of the United States with COVID. We've got the election in a few short weeks. So crazy. And then we've got our day-to-day lives. Have you voted? That is the plan for this weekend, to get that ballot filled out and put into one of those lock That's what I was about to ask you. Are you mailing it? We will not be mailing from our home. Yeah. I think that is wise. Um, our ballots are sitting on our front, our front little addendum or whatever. So yeah, maybe that's a good family activity. It's this a family weekend. activity right. and conversation as to why you are taking it to a lockbox as right. opposed to just dropping it in the mail. But as long as we are in the realm of politics, coming off the heels of our conversation with the prof about the intersectionalities <laughs> of race and sex, Stephen Cleveland. The man, the myth, the legend. Let's talk about the most recent debate being the vice presidential debate where a woman of color took the stand for the first time in history, Kamala Harris. Let's talk about it. I mean, okay. so in full disclosure, I did not watch it entirely because my blood pressure could not take sitting through the lies (laughs) and the disrespect being spewed away by our vice president. It just gets me to a place where I'm like, I have to, I have to find some self-preservation and peace and excuse myself. But what I did see made me so proud and so excited for her and for, I mean, everything that she's standing for. And, and just the, the way she handled him was just... <laughs> So that's perfectly orchestrated. Okay, so I love that you're saying that because Mm -hmm. that's what's interesting to me coming out of watching that debate, watched every minute, um, people's reactions to her and how she handled herself, Mm -hmm. which, as we know, is a button pusher for me because why we are so in the minutia of how women present themselves and how they behave, they are not so deep into Pence's facial expressions and whether or not his actions portrayed certain ethnic stereotypes, et cetera. Uh, but people are going there with her. I so, don't know. Did you see his eye? 
I did. I wasn't paying. That's my point. <laughs> but, but the memes that have come out from the fly, from the eye, the Donald Trump memes from his debate. I mean, people are they scrutinize every aspect, every aspect. I do think it's on steroids because it's her for sure. Um, I mean, they were doing that with Hillary, too. But I just I know I personally I mean, you, you've definitely seen a lot of memes about, you know, that's the look your mama gave you. When she meant business. Amen. Right. And so that just spoke to me on so many levels. I think she, she, she handled him with such grace and poise. And she didn't stoop. What did, she didn't stoop to his level in any ah. way, shape, or form. And it just was so polished and so on point. It just, it, it made me. When you say stoop to his level, mm-hmm. tell me what. I mean, she even it's a debate. He wasn't dramatic. He, he wasn't, wasn't dramatic, but he's so dismissive and he's so condescending. And and I mean, this, a lot of this is just—it's probably my own bias. Do you see it as dismissive and condescending to her, or to the process? Oh, to her. Interesting. Yeah, no. I saw her. moments of condescension to her, but I just felt like he was over it. Period. Huh. So you don't think he wanted to be there? I don't think he wanted to be there, and I don't think that he wanted to have to clean up the mess that his number one made prior. So he See, was, I'm a Paula Collette, though. Mm-hmm. That's excusing a grown man. Oh, I'm not saying it's okay. Okay. <laughs> at all. Right. Condescension's really not my thing. Yeah, uh, he did not have to be there. Then he didn't have to handle himself in that way. He but he did have to be there. Are you kidding me? I feel like they're the Spengali's of figuring out how to get out of stuff. But he could. That's my that's my whole point. He couldn't get out of it because his dude created such a mess prior. I don't, th- I don't think there's I don't think I don't put anything past. Him. And there's no way for him not to show up considering his dude caught the covid. <sighs> yeah. So you believe that you believe that to be true? I do. And you know what? Like, (laughs) let's not play into the stereotypes about us all having conspiracy theories. But I do think Trump has had COVID for much longer than he is acknowledging. And I think that he showed up to that debate with COVID and hence refused to get into the testing, et cetera. And I think that's morally reprehensible absolutely for many reasons but because he endangered another human being's life yeah um as a potential yeah i honestly i live i i ebb and flow between that like in the very beginning i was like it's a it's a hoax he does not have it he's purely changing the narrative because immediately the next day you were no longer hearing anything about the debate and him not denouncing white supremacy. You weren't hearing anything about his taxes. It full force Oh, I changed. think he had it because guess what? Uh, like, yes, if maybe he quarantined just at the White House, I could see mm-hmm. people thinking he didn't have it. But when you get to Walter Reed and you've got all of those people there treating you, mm. but you know, I there's... hesitate to make liars out of all of these folks. Yeah, and I think the level of management of information could be contributing to that. I do believe there are a lot of people acting in good faith. Exactly. But I also think he has ties to all kinds of medicine (laughs) and uh, stock options (laughs) related to his treatment protocols. And who knows? I just don't put anything past him. And so I just don't trust any, any part of whatever he says, regardless. I just I live in that space with him where it could be, maybe not. I hear you. <laughs> but enough about him. What did you think about 
our soon-to-be next vice president, <laughs> Madam Harris. I think as I process it, I'm 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 all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think what I thought I made it about me, <laughs> and that I walked away from it thinking, I know that she like went wherever she was going after that and collapsed on the bed because that was a black woman moment mm-hmm. of having to bottle up what was likely a whole plethora of emotions and keep it tight because, like, that's the story of my life, especially in professional settings because, as I have experienced, the moment that you don't have it all together and let some of that emotion Mm -hmm. and feeling Mm -hmm. and intellectual prowess slip in ways that people aren't ready to receive it, then you automatically become the angry black woman. You are labeled, yeah. It makes me wonder, like, I wonder what the conversation really was in her head. And that's why, well, <laughs> amen, if we could have that playback. Mm-hmm. And that's why it infuriates me when people are picking apart her body language and her facial expressions because she couldn't win. So yeah. she was sitting there being respectful yeah. and um, not interrupting and, yes, making some faces, yep. et cetera. But had she interrupted and... Mm-hmm. um gone off Mm -hmm. and maybe said some of those things that we would imagine were in her head, then she's labeled the angry black woman or out of control. or So you can't win. And and that's what I was saying before about the level of scrutiny that women and then women of color get, especially on the political scene, as compared to dudes. I'll just say that. The other reason why I couldn't watch was that moderator... No words. God love all these people. No words. I'm sure it's an impossible position to be in. Well, I was going to say, we all think that certain things in life are real easy until we have to do them. I'm sure. And so I will give her some grace for doing, I'm sure, the best she could. But my God. But I I will also say here again, I think things don't get put in place, especially in, in events like that, that could easily take those problems away for the dramatic effect. Right. There is no reason in the world coming out of that first debacle that the suggestions people had about your two minutes are up, your mic gets muted. Yeah. yeah. Why that didn't come into place here. Uh, yeah. Drama, yeah. drama, drama. Yeah. The, we American people love drama. And while we want to pretend to be deeply offended when drama occurs, like that right. first debate, it keeps us watching. <laughs> everyone keeps tuning in, rubbing their hands together, ready mm-hmm. to see. And the problem is this 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 is our lives. It's yeah. not funny. Right. Look, right. If this was a reality TV program yep. where um, what was it? The the what's Trump show that he had? The Apprentice. The Apprentice goes to the White House. Right. Then it would be good fodder and good television. But these are our lives. It kind of is. It it totally is. But (laughs) but I'm saying, and these are our lives. This is not funny. We're the laughing stock of the world right now. Yeah. It's just yeah. And so when we're getting passport. Oh, absolutely. We (laughs) always keep passports on deck. But like, yeah. When this is the case, and and so we're out here making memes and. GIFs and all this, because that's really the only thing you can do right now, aside from voting. So get out and vote or put them in your lockbox and get your vote counted, please, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Even if you feel like it doesn't matter, it's not going to help, it's going to be stolen. What are some other excuses? I got to watch my kids. There are no excuses. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to think. I know, but there are no excuses. I'm in a coma and I can't move. Like, whatever. Someone has that power of attorney to vote for that person. I can't with you. I'm serious. There is no 
excuse. I'm loving the people that are coming out of the woodwork and saying, I just voted for the first time. It's and and that shows you just how messed up our. But I don't even want to show. I love it. Yes. The point is what you do now. I'm going to give you that. (laughs) No, I just I wasn't saying about them as people. I was saying about where we are. People who have never considered voting before are making it their priority right now. That's a beautiful thing and a painful thing all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the most important part of the debate. Did you see the fly in the moment? Did you see the fly? I refuse to acknowledge that that's no, the I, most important be, part of the debate. I refuse. Being funny. I'm, Humor was, is a coping I'm just mechanism <laughs> to deal with this otherworldly baloney. The most amusing, <laughs> I will give you. The amount of people that are saying that they actually swatted their televisions <laughs> thinking that there was a fly on their screen is hilarious. Oh, my goodness. I heard that the Trump, not the Trump, I heard that the Biden campaign started selling fly swatters. I, I, I love would. it. I love it. Uh, tell me where to buy one. <laughs> they sold out like in like record time or whatever. I'm like, That's what I'm talking about. Between that and, and I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Hilarious. So we got together today to do a bit of a check in. Yeah. Talk about the highs and lows so far. Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite moment? Ooh. <sighs> um, I got to say that that first episode that first full episode with Janine Jones Mm -hmm. I think it created such a high bar I mean it just it validated in me why we're doing this it was just easy and informative and fun that I think that will forever and I think a part of it is also that it was like the first one Mm -hmm. and I certainly was not I mean you know we're new to this um I wasn't 100% sure this was going to be what I thought it could be and that on that like solidified that it could be that and more so yeah, that which for- surprises me because you're you're a I, I want to say dreamer, but that's not the right word. Um, <laughs> like oh god, here comes the backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that like I operate the, from professionally. Mm-hmm. I operate from a like the world is gonna have to tell me I can't do it because mm-hmm. I'm so sure I can do it. Well, that doesn't mean I'm not gonna try. I'm not saying you didn't try. I'm saying it just surprises me that you weren't sure because you seem like a. I've been in front of a microphone having my conversations recorded. I mean, that element alone is different, right? You never know. Why does everything have to be like, you take it so personally. I'm not personally attacking you. I am simply saying I'm surprised by that because you more often than not in our professional dealings appear like what I was just saying that I do, like the world is mine and I'm going to get it. And because I want to do it, it shall be done kind of thing. So it surprises me that you you have that perception of me. That's all. Okay. It's not a fight. Everything's a fight. <laughs> With you? My goodness. <laughs> um, no, I... Okay. Uh, so um, I don't want to sound defensive, <laughs> so I'm not going to respond. I'm just going to say, okay. Um, yeah, and she was just... I think in the feedback from that first episode was just also great. And the feedback since then from from other episodes has been just, you know... We're definitely on the right path, and it's helping people, and that's why we're doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's fun. And what's been your favorite? I love any time that the prof is in the building. Yes. I love Stephen Cleveland. I love engaging in conversation with him. Yeah. 
We do it both in and out of the studio, and uh, I just love his spirit and his mind and what he brings to conversation. So any conversation that he's a part of, I'm down for. He has such a melodic delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, does does he perform? Not that I'm aware. Yeah. He's behind the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's great. He's animated. He's just, he's captivating in that way. I could totally see why you would say that. And what's been um, the most difficult episode for you? The most, the most one where you left, like, not sure if we either drilled down enough or left there either wanting more. It just didn't feel complete, didn't feel. Because I've, I've even said to you, like, many times, I will leave an episode being like, ooh, should have said this, would have done that, you know, whatever. Then I listen to the episode, and I'm like, ooh, that's pretty good. (laughs) I was a little surprised. Um, In terms of, like, leaving the booth and being like, I don't know how that one's going to play out Mm -hmm. once we get to hear it back. I think for me that was likely the show up parent conversation. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought that was another great one, though. why? Because it was our first time Skyping in a guest. Uh-huh. And I I was a little nervous about that. And it turns out that her sound wasn't the best. Oh, yeah. That was the one where we did In the one. end. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the one I was most nervous about was bringing access to the people. Making mm-hmm. that announcement about private school access. And right. Glad we did it, and it has since launched and is doing amazing. Excellent. So for those people tuning in maybe for the first time, Colette, what are you talking about? What is access? <laughs> I say go back and listen to the episode as well, because <laughs> right. I don't want to take up all your time, but Private School Access is a new nonprofit that I just launched that is working in partnership with local L.A. independent schools as partner schools who sign on with us. And we are doing three things with AXIS. We are guiding underrepresented families through the process of applying to private schools. We are rolling out a diversity, equity, and inclusion accreditation system for our partner schools. So taking a look at their policies, practices, procedures, and curriculum through the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and offering them feedback and plans to sustain and improve. And we are also going to have a job placement component where we are working to place qualified educators of color in our partner schools in Los Angeles. I don't think you actually drilled down into that. I did not drill down into that (laughs) when we first talked very purposefully Uh because I wanted to be able to have these conversations with our potential founding partner schools before letting the public know about all of it. But the response has been absolutely amazing yeah and uh we're we're going yeah the train has left the, the building. train has left the building mm, mm, mm. and so for parents who are listening and they want to learn more go to private school axis a x i s dot org excellent, excellent click on the excellent. link to get on our list and the only other thing that I think is important for people to know is that you're you're going to really be placing for next year. And so at the top of the year is really when... Oh, that is important to know. We are not engaging with the current admission cycle. Yeah. We will start placing kids in schools for the uh, fall of 2022. But starting in January, 
few short months away, which is kind of scary. Totally. We will start the process of um, talking to and selecting our first cohort of families that we will take through that process to place for fall of 2022. So crazy. Halloween's around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's your favorite. um... Excellent. Well, you know, you know, I couldn't be more thrilled. We're going to keep checking in with you on that. See how Absolutely. the progress is. But I, I answered the question. Now your turn. Which episode were you most nervous about? Oh, dear God. Um, I think the allyship one because my friend was on that. Oh, interesting. And we have such history and I wanted it to be a good experience for her. And I, I knew asking her even to come on and share. I mean, I'm asking her to be vulnerable and to share stuff that... I mean, obviously she was willing to share, but um, I just wanted to make sure it was a good experience, and it was. Because um, Shelly is amazing. Shelly is amazing. Amazing. Um, and But one of the reasons why I wanted Ansley to come on is I think she does represent a lot of, you know, other families in independent schools. She's in an independent school in another state, and the situation and the experiences is very much the same. And so she's surrounded, kind of, she's surrounded with kind of the same culture and obstacles, and yet she is an example of a white mom who is trying to better educate herself. Yeah. And so I really just wanted, you know, I wanted to give people that that lens. of That episode for me uh, represents the beauty of listeners reaching out yeah. and saying, here's what we want to learn about, because yeah. that's how that episode came to fruition. Yeah. So if you're listening and you have ideas, please send them our way, yeah. info at erased with a C podcast.com and reach out on IG, Facebook, anywhere. Get at us because we want to hear about what you want to hear about. Right. Oh, since, you, since you're throwing that plug in, you should also just subscribe while you're in there and, <laughs> and doing all that. And uh, have your Thursdays made when the alert pops up that there is another new episode of the Race Podcast. Here's the thing there is no alert. Mine has an alert. <sighs> Apple has an alert. No, it does not. Girl, it sounds like you need to go into it's, your it must settings be a, yes. and click on alerts. Because my Cause lovely I the only... face pops up no. every week. Okay, yeah. I got so I'm a, I was under the impression that the only real benefit to subscribing was that it automatically downloads and it's there for you when you're ready. But to be prompted, of course, that makes of perfect course. sense. It reminds and... you that that beauty is waiting okay. to be heard. Yeah, I got to do that. You should all do that. Because, you know, you want to wake up on Thursday and see our lovely faces. (laughs) Get your day started right. On that note, we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our listeners. You have been loyal. You have offered great feedback Mm -hmm. and awesome suggestions. We just wanted to take this moment to have a quick episode to check in. Yes. Take the erased temperature and say thank you and encourage you to keep coming back. Yes. So join us next Thursday. We are going to be talking about... Private school boards, getting on board, and how that happens typically, why it's so important, especially as melanated people that we join these boards, um, how to make them effective, and uh, we'll have a few current board members from a a few uh, local schools join us. It's going to be a good conversation, so next Thursday, tune in again. Please, again, subscribe, rate, and review us through Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast platforms that allow it. And thank you, thank you. Thanks for joining us.